the ones in the underground cities are choosing the best genetic varieties, very you know variations to move to the next level and and uh, building a support system network to ensure that. And the rest is just cannon fodder. Well, which reminds me of that article that we saw in the local newspaper. <laughs> well, if all else fails, you know, you can always call a, call a fella up and, uh, you know, get your, your zombie apocalypse weapon. Yeah, let me see if I can pull this up here. I'm pretty sure I was able to send it over to myself in Messenger, so... Hopefully it'll be there for us to take a closer look. Mm -hmm. It's a 50 caliber. Is that the weapon that we were looking at in the local paper? Yeah, 50 caliber machine gun. And that's that's kind of the world we live in up here in the wherever it is we live. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it it looked like a war weapon. It looked like uh, it is a war weapon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like bigger than a human, <laughs> and the front of it was like uh like square rectangle. Like it had a long. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about guns, so I don't even know what the name. The a barrel. Barrel. Mm -hmm. and super yeah. long barrel. Well, and then cal. this like square block at the end. Yeah, fifty cal machine gun. Yeah, fifty caliber machine gun. Yeah, yeah, you can get them if you want them, you know. I think it said something like uh, two thousand bucks. Sure, something like that. It's it's and it's affordable. It's within yeah. reason. It's within reason. Only a couple paychecks away. Get your war weapon here in our local paper any mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. The ultimate zombie apocalypse weapon. There. End yeah. times, man. There you go. And speaking of end times, tonight we're going to talk about. One of our favorite YouTubers, for me, an absolute inspiration to get on the mic with you uh, and, and even on my own to just share, mm -hmm. to express whatever it is uh, and, and make sure that I post it online because he's there every day. Every day. And man, it's hard because what he has to say, it's almost like tough love. It's for me. It's reality, it's truth, it's a lot to do with the climate and how our earth is in a, a, a state of decay, you could say, or our, actually, I should the say death, our- The death spiral. Uh, yeah, I shouldn't say the earth. The earth, the earth is fine. Earth is fine. Like George Carlin says, the yeah. earth is gonna be fine. It's our species. We are putting our own selves in jeopardy. And it, it's, before I go too far. And, and all other- life on the planet yeah mammals insects yeah life land life. land and sea dwelling air yeah at least life as we know it we're talking about black bear news and a guy named kevin mm -hmm. on youtube go to black bear news subscribe listen to him give him a chance and even though <laughs> i i know i get it what he has to say isn't happy every day he shows up and he shares science he shares something real with you yeah i mean you know for our, you know for our kids um that's 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 the main thing he's a, he's a parent and and he understands that and that's that's the motivation 
of every parent that it's you want to hand the world off to your kids in the best possible way you can and that's the whole point of being a parent and you know i can i can commiserate and empathize with him because i'm a parent and uh and a grandparent and it's it's heart-wrenching to to see what you know we've done with the time we've had with the world we have and it's it's daunting it's depressing it's um it's gut-wrenching it's a it's a kick in the nuts and uh you know it's you need to talk about it and it's difficult to talk about because mm-hmm. nobody wants to talk about it or very few people want to talk about it and so he's using his platform as a way for him to to vent and to talk about these these things because it's he doesn't have that many people he can have that conversation with directly so we are part of his his greater um, friend network, even though he doesn't know us, and we don't know him personally. But uh, every time I listen to him, I just think, wow. <laughs> I mean, y- you say and think and feel everything I've been saying and thinking and feeling for for years now. And he's a little younger than I am. Not much, but a little younger. And... Uh, so good on him. He's 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 out there. He's he's putting himself out there, and he's he's trying to make a connection. And he has made a connection with um, an audience. And he's not actually going into best case scenarios. Like he's not being idealistic. He's saying, "Look, these articles are being published. This is what the experts are saying. Have been saying. This is the evidence we have." He's constantly reading from other sources that we can all go look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of peer-reviewed um, information, and so his latest post was about you know escaping extinction through a paradigm shift, and he was uh, reading uh, an article through by Nafiz Ahmed, which is somebody I'm familiar with. Uh, he was the fellow who did the crisis of civilization. And he's a um, an, a, an analyst uh, who, you know, looks up and, and analyzes, you know, all the information necessary to to get some kind of an, an idea, uh, a summation of where we're at and why we're there and how we got there, and 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 in the hopes that maybe we can see it and uh move in the other direction and yeah that's then that's exactly what we've we've been needing to do for for quite some time so you know but it's always frustrating because you know we we talk about it we talk about it but we don't really have any solutions um And there are a lot of solutions if you if you knit all the pieces together. Um, we you know we've we've had 
the technology for a hundred years, or we've been developing the technology over the last hundred years to take us into another direction, a different way. And I think of uh, David Wallace. Is that his name? The man who was suggesting that the carbon filters that we currently have developed, although it would require uh, approximately a $5 trillion mm -hmm. investment each year, they would be able to set us back to before the Industrial Revolution. Well, I mean, it's, it's a lot of inputs in energy and, and, and resources and, and raw materials. Um, but that is what you're saying that. Well, it's, I mean, the, some of the best technology is, we already have it, trees. Any, anything that grows mm. uh, absorbs carbon. Uh, <laughs> rocks absorb carbon. The ocean absorbs carbon. Um, it's, you know, our, our planetary system is, is, is a self-healing uh, construct. It's just, yeah. it takes, it's just a matter of, it's timing, it's timing. It's like, you know, the, you know, once, if we, you know, we're, if we keep going the way we're going, it's, we're going to annihilate ourselves, but the planet will heal itself in time. Um, and then at the end of, of whatever the process, whatever it takes, you know, the planet will come out on the other side and there'll be a whole other matrix of, of life and life forms and, and whatnot that will move on from that point um what we're trying to do we're all trying to do is how do we maintain or uh, continue what we have and not lose it all i think that's that's kind of the the key component is how do we how do we hold on to what little we can and and see it through this this period so and now this comes back to kevin here with black bear news he has suggested a number of times that we need to reduce how much we're using we all need to take a cut and stop producing so many widgets gadgets and and non-essentials yeah mm -hmm. yeah well absolutely we do i mean we need to it's 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 kind of like a world war ii the great depression the marshall plan every everything that we we tried to do or did or you know the attempt over the last century you know uh from getting ourselves out of the great depression um getting through a world war uh, saving the bald eagles, which I'm grateful for. I live in a part of the world that I can walk out my front door and I have bald eagles flying around. So we saw a bald eagle dive down into mm. the garden, grab, I guess, a vole or some type mm -hmm. of small critter, yeah. and he had it in his talons and fly out of the garden and mm -hmm. just off into the distance. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a very rare thing. I mean, not a lot of people get to see that, you know, I mean, they have to go to the, the nature channel. When I saw the bald eagle dive, it looked unreal. Mm -hmm. It looked well, like, maybe, it, maybe it's a drone. Yeah. You know, it maybe, looked like maybe, a little terminator, bro. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's a, it's a rodent terminator. Maybe that's what we all are. 
Well, we're all Terminators, but yeah. Let's not go that deep. Yeah. All right. We have to be the good Terminator. We have to be the good Arnold. Let's get back to Kev for now. Terminator 2, T2, protecting uh -huh. John Connor. There you go. I've got to protect John Connor, man. All right. Back to Kev for a second here. Um, we recommend you check Kev out. Give him a chance. You're not going to get all the laughs from Kev. You're not going to get that dopamine rush every day that makes you feel good. But what you're going to get is you're going to get a concentrated source of information from peer-reviewed places, science, legitimate people sharing concerns about our environment, our climate, and it's just worth it to be clued in. You don't have to listen to them every day, but just check in and out with them. Give them a chance. I like to listen to them as much as I can because he's grounding for me. Like you were saying, lightning. It's scary, but it's necessary and it's healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's reality, man. It's, we need to be grounded. We need to realize that we don't know everything and that there are concerns. And that here's the thing for me. They're not new. Our species has been wiped out before. Yes, we're here. We survived. But I've heard numbers like we were down to like thousands at one point on mm -hmm. this planet. Yeah, 2,500. Yeah. During the uh, the Toba eruption in uh, 79,000 years ago, we had the um, comet strike, asteroid strike, whatever you want to call it that happened at the end of the last ice age 12,800 years ago. And then again, another thousand years later, we got hit again. Um, you know, the, the mammoths got wiped out. You know, the mammoths, cave bears, saber-toothed tigers, the Clovis civilization. Um, that's when, of course, we think the uh, the Atlantean civilization. That's where, uh, yeah, what's his face there? Graham Hancock. Well, Graham Hancock, yeah. Randall but, Carlson. But the one who wrote about Atlantis there. Plato. Plato. Yeah. Well, technically, it was Solon. Solon. So yeah, his, Plato was, was a descendant. Uh, it was like a great uncle or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, Solon had visited Atlantis and mm -hmm. saw these rings. And man, if you're into Atlantis, you got to check out the recog structure. Oh yeah, that that one young fellow, Jimmy Man. Go, okay, gotcha. go watch Jimmy here. Bright insight. He's a badass. He's super enthusiastic. He's well. Uh, researched, he provides so much information on a regular basis about ancient history, potential cataclysm. That's what made me think of Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. Mm -hmm. He's very aware of those guys. But recently he's put out something that suggests that Atlantis, Solon's account that he passed on to Plato, was in Africa, mm -hmm. in the eye of Africa, the recog structure. Mm -hmm. and he's got a number of videos on it um anyway jimmy's absolutely someone to check out we will put the links in the description below if you're into atlantis rewinding a little here i want to read about the toba catastrophe which you mentioned which was one of these times that the human population was almost wiped out it says the Toba super eruption was a super volcanic eruption that occurred about 75,000 years ago at the site of present day Lake Toba in Sumatra, Indonesia. It is one of the Earth's largest known eruptions. The Toba catastrophe theory 
holds that this event caused a global volcanic winter of six to ten years and possibly a 1,000-year-long cooling episode. I'm going to stop there because mm-hmm. it just goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we live close to Yellowstone. And the last time Yellowstone erupted in a major way, it, it blasted out 250 cubic miles of debris. So just think of a cube, 250 miles by 250 miles by 250 miles. Okay, that's, that's the amount of ejecta that went flying. And uh, Toba was something like 660 cubic miles of ejecta. So it was three times the size of Yellowstone. Wow. And we have, you know, something like a dozen super volcanoes on the planet that we know of with varying rates of, of, eruptions you know cycles and uh yellowstone's about every 600,000 years and we're about 640,000 years since the last one and we are in zone four so one two three four yep we're in zone four where we're at um you could survive it you would hear it you would feel it and uh, then, you know, house-sized boulders would start landing in your yard. So, so every reason points towards having an underground bunker <laughs> that you can immediately <laughs> descend into with your family and friends. Yeah, and that and that comes into the whole, you know, where we need to go. So it's like anything. When we learn something, why do we learn? We learn to function in the world we live in. All right. And if you're preparing for something, you want to make sure you're prepared to deal with whatever it is you're preparing for, right? Whether it's your SATs or building a house or, you know, going to the grocery store. You want to make sure you got your your list and, and your shit together. So, yeah. So if you're, if we're preparing for, you know, the, Runaway climate change, global warming, you know, run, runaway climate change, uh, climate catastrophe, uh, a, a super volcanic eruption, um, an asteroid impact, uh, gamma ray burst, solar flare, pandemic, whatever it is, you know, you have to kind of, you know, w- what kind of worst case scenario are you, are you? willing to plan for or can plan for so that's kind of where you need to to go from <laughs> the point you need to, to operate from what 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 are you planning to prepare for and whatever it is whatever level of planning or idea that you're trying to plan for you have to go to that level not very few of us can actually do that. So, and that's kind of the conundrum. So correct me if I'm wrong. Step one for anyone, even if we all don't have the most money, 
we don't all have the ability to, to get the latest technology. But step one for anyone is have some type of shelter underground. Yeah, but then again, you have to have, you know, what kind of shelter? How long do you plan on being there? Oh, right? uh, now I, I get it. Not everyone is going to be able to survive every event. Mm -mm. Of course not. But most people should have something that they can go to in the event of, like you just said a moment ago, house-sized rocks falling from Yellowstone. You know what I'm saying? Like in the event that an asteroid hits, in the event that a, a bomb goes off, in the event that weather systems become so severe that winds start ripping you know, walls and windows of houses, you should have some type of underground. Everyone needs something. As deep as you can go, the better. If you can space it out and have rooms and you can have, you know, uh, plumbing and electricity. Oh, excellent. Go for it. Be the ultimate prepper, but at least have somewhere that is not just the surface of this planet to survive that mm -hmm. you and your family can instantly drop into to be safer than you would basically on, you know, on the roof of the house or in a house, because the way that I look at it, the ground level on our planet is exposed to space. It's mm -hmm. exposed to all the elements. It's like living on the roof of your house. Mm -hmm. You're on the top. You need to have somewhere to go that's deeper, that's protected, that, you know. Is... Well, it depends on how, how long you plan on having to ride something out. Is it a day or two? Is it a month or two? Is it a year or two? Is it, is it you know, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, 500 years, 1,000 years? I mean, that's, you kind of have, you have to prepare you know, your solution has to match the problem. And, and that's, that's it. You know, whatever solution you're planning for or whatever problem you're planning for, the solution has to match the problem. Has to match it or exceed it. Preferably exceed it because you always want redundancies. Okay, I, 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 I get what you're saying. And I, I'm not tr trying to be snarky with you or anything. But well, please be snarky. Okay. I totally disagree. I think that uh, the solution is your ability to be aware and do as much as you can. And that goes for everyone because of course, you know, we've talked about this earlier. We don't have access to whatever that 1% of 1%, the 6,000 people on earth who have ultimate power and access to information, technology and longevity and all that. No, we're, we're doing what we can. And when we look at ancient societies, they've done similar things. We have all these places that have been underground, like Darren Kuyu. And we're looking at this right now. I'll pull this up on the screen. Like the Narrows, uh, just keep going. I can't pronounce all these names, but like Wilixica Salt Mine, like Petra, like Lalibela. And go check this place out or just go on YouTube and watch it. The links will be in the description below. Again, even the Giza Plateau from our recent scans of LIDAR, we find all these underground caverns. There are multiple ways and to survive. You just do the best you can with your ability. Like the solution to survival is just doing whatever you can, being aware, educating yourself and preparing with whatever you have. The deeper, the better. Mm -hmm. The more you can do, great. The more people that you can provide that space for, you know, excellent. But just be aware. This is why it comes back to Black Bear News. 
that's what Kev is, man. He's just being aware whether you like it or not. He's just laying down a base, like a ground level. This could happen. This is what we are seeing. And he's reporting on it. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to, he's trying to elicit, um, you know, responses and an answer to the questions he has, you know, he's, he's, he's like the rest of us. He's, he's, he's looking for answers. You know, he's, he sees the problem. He understands it. And as much as he can, as much as any of us can. And he's just, he's like, you know, there's gotta be an answer for this somehow, somewhere. Somebody's got to have it. And, you know, we need to tap into that and start working on that. You know, yeah, that is why I like him. Actually, that's why he's showing up every day. Mm -hmm. It's because he's not giving up. No, he's looking for an answer. Does he have it? No, he's not going to fucking snake oil you. He's not no. going to act like there's a solution yet. But he's showing up and he's saying, "This is what we found, for better or worse, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. Here's where we're at. I'll see you tomorrow." Mm -hmm. It's baseball, man. You know, got to get out there and you got to keep swinging. Ah, exactly, man. And I want to support him, and I want you guys to check him out. And uh, up on the screen right now, side note, the Hawara Labyrinth Complex. This was the scan done by Dr. Carmen Bolter. And uh, 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 do you know uh, Klaus Donna? Are you familiar with that name? Hmm. I'm sure it's come up, but yeah. So Klaus and Carmen, I believe. Yeah, Carmen, were... yeah. No, yeah, Carmen's pretty... She yeah. did the pyramid code yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, and Klaus Donna, I'm hoping I, I can pull him up here. He has a number of artifacts from around the world that no one else I've ever seen show like, like he has. Um, he's got a number of YouTube videos online. They funded LIDAR scanning for the Giza Plateau. And that's how we got this information about this Hawara labyrinth this underground complex where there are football sized football field sized structures, these cubes and squares, rectangles. And, uh, it's just, it's good stuff. If you want to check it out again, I'll put links in the description below. We're going to link black bear news and Kev below. Um, is there anywhere else we want to go before we close this show out? Oh man, there's so many places. It's just, <laughs> Yeah. What do you want to say, man? We're not, we're not, we're in no rush. I feel like, you know, we're, we're setting a ground floor for people to realize we could be wiped out at any time. The human race mm -hmm. has already been wiped out a number of times. A number of times. Yes. So, so we're doing our best to be aware of it and share what we know to maybe survive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a lot of it goes into, you know, energy, food, um, engineering basically you know we need kind of the an earth-based you know moon-based mars-based uh, you know, a lot of stuff that elon musk was talking about um our our energy like uh bob lazar you know where he's you know he he converted a, a corvette to run on hydrogen oh no you're talking about stanley meyer no bob lazar i Stanley Meyer was the guy who converted a car in Florida to run on water. Water, yeah, but but Bob Lazar built a car to run on hydrogen, which is, you know, it's like the Jeremy Rifkin kind of thing. Um, Bob Lazar's hydrogen Corvette. Yeah, 
So basically, that's a you know everybody's got this whole thing. Well, we got wind and solar and and you know hydro and and nuclear and and uh, coal and gas and and whatnot. It's like no, this guy basically you know showed how you can if you have the right components, you can simply convert any kind of combustion engine or you know in you know uh, electrical engine uh, generating thing to run off hydrogen hydrogen is not a fuel source but it's a it's a storage component right you make hydrogen you burn hydrogen and the uh, the net result of burning hydrogen is you make water right so but the problem is that uh, the cylinders that are being shown in the video are produced by the nuclear weapons industry now it's not that those those components are dangerous it's just that they hold the technology the patents whatever you want to call it to produce this stuff and he was talking about how well if you have a particle accelerator uh whatever that you can produce your own uh the materials, the raw materials for this stuff, and it's a simple, a hydrogen compressor, and you plug it into a, a household current, throw a garden hose on it, plug it into your deal there on your tanks, and uh, in eight hours, you're good to go for three or four hundred miles. And it's a very simple process. It's just that uh, again the those that are holding the, the keys to the kingdom are keeping this basic, basic technology from us and keeping us perpetually in the dark, you know? So, well, because I mean, the ideas are, the, there, I mean, there's just a plethora of ideas out there on how to get around a lot of some of the basic issues that we have. It's just that we're not thinking outside the box. They're all, they all got us thinking inside the box which is uh, you know that's where they want us they don't want us you know getting smarter as smart as they are or smarter than they are because that would be dangerous um so and I, I i can see that i agree with that in a way but let me just go back a little bit so bob lazar I did not know that he had this whole hydrogen Corvette. Mm -hmm. I know Bob Lazar because supposedly he says he worked at Area 51. Well, that's where do you think he got the stuff to build the cylinders? Yeah, but somehow I missed the end. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like I say, he, you know, he says in, in the video that says, yeah, you, this isn't something you can go down to the hardware store and, and buy off the shelf. You know, this is this is a priority prioritized uh, basic technology that uh, you can't buy it, but if you can build a particle accelerator, you can build your own. But how many of us are going to do that aside from Michio Kaku? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I know that right now there's a documentary out on Bob Lazar that just hit Amazon Prime. I have not watched it, but I've seen a number of videos on Bob. I'm going to pull it up here just so I know the name. Uh, he's always fascinated me. He said that he found this element 151 
And he said this back in like the late 80s, early 90s. And if you want to see the documentary Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers, available on Amazon now, it came out in 2018. Well, you always knew Flying Saucers were coming into this, right? And, well, that's what he was saying. He, <laughs> what the, the folklore is that Bob Lazar in the 80s, 90s era worked for Area 51 on a number of UFOs. He was brought into an area, he was exposed, he was shown UFOs, and there were three different types. And he was supposed to, to the best of his ability, being a nuclear engineer, reverse engineer them and learn as much as they could by taking them apart, by studying them, by disassembling them, by doing their best to reproduce them. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason, he decided to come out and share this with the public. Uh, he was fired or, or, or something happened. I, I don't know. You're gonna have to watch the documentary. Disappeared. So, well, no, he didn't disappear. He was always, he was either working there as a nuclear, you know what it was? Is he alive still? Yeah, he's still alive right now. Is he? Yeah. I he, thought he was dead. No, this interview, this 2018 Bob Lazar, Area 51, The Flying Saucers on Amazon. Oh, oh, see now, see, I thought he was dead. No. Okay. He's still with us and he's still telling the same story. I just didn't hear anything about this hydrogen Corvette until just now. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to give some, you know, context to where he came from. Apparently, he worked for the government. He was a nuclear engineer. He helped them re-engineer, reverse engineer spacecraft. And he said that there would be this element 151 that was used in the UFOs. And at the time, it did not exist when he was giving this report to local news. And it was going nationwide, as close as you could get to viral at the time. But now... In fact, we have element 151. Okay, suppose he put a hover conversion on that. You know, got got Mr. Uh, was it uh, Back to the Future? Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion. Got Mr. Fusion on Doc that? Brown's Mr. Doc Fusion. Brown, okay, there you go. Doc Brown. Yeah. So he is our Doc Brown. So by the way, uh, Moscovium is element 115. Oh, I'm sorry. 115. I, I wanted to say 151. I look at the wrong element. Well, there I you just, go. There's no. I fucked it up, bro. I read it. I read it super confidently. All right. Well, one fifteen. That's kind of like one fifty one. It's just the, the digits are moved around. Delivering misinformation. No worries. That's why we have the internet to keep us in order. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out what element one fifty one is right now. Mm -hmm. Is it kind of like ice nine? Ice nine. What's ice nine? <laughs> it's Kurt Vonnegut. Uh oh no, it is element one fifteen. Okay. 115. So. Never element mind. 151. All right. Well, there's element 115 and element 151. There you go. So what happens to element 116 through 150? I don't know. Now I'm thoroughly confused. <laughs> I think it's all fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's definitely element 115 and it has been discovered and Bob Lazar suggested that it existed long before the time we found it mm -hmm. uh, moving on trying to get us back to uh, uh, a more reasonable place oh, it does seem that there are alternative energies out there oh, yeah. other than oil and right now although we have this whole electric revolution of cars and every other battery that can charge so we you know don't have to 
pay for a new battery and exchange it, but we can just mm-hmm. recharge our lithium ion, our phones and all our other devices. The thing is we're still burning oil or burning coal to charge those devices. Yeah. Well, so on this, so basically his, his tanks are a battery. All right. He's producing hydrogen by utilizing solar, solar panels to convert, you know, to crack the, hydrogen oxygen atoms to make the hydrogen he talks about that how he uses solar panels but any any kind of power system you have it's very easy to crack the oxygen hydrogen i've done it it's easy i can i built one in five seconds in a five gallon bucket or what 15 minutes in a five gallon yeah that, that's like a crystal radio that information is no, out it's, there it's 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 real easy to do it's really super easy to do it's not it's not high tech it's just you know, it's like any kind of machine. You can all, you can build a better machine to do it easier. You can build a really basic machine, fifteen minutes in a five gallon bucket and a battery charger and a couple of sticks of of uh, rebar, yeah, and some copper wire. Um, but you know, so he's he's done this and he's demonstrated it, and uh, yeah, it works. And it, this is something. Every power generating station should be able to do. Of course, the, always the problem is, is you uh, you can't put a you know a meter on it and charge for it. Can I can I read this? Do you mind? Sure, absolutely. Lithium six do deuteride. Yep. The hydride material used in thermonuclear weapons was devised as a means to store hydrogen more efficiently and safely. The law forbids purchasing it at any cost. However, the law does not forbid making it. However, the FDA levies massive fees for usage of a particular accelerator, the device needed to produce lithium-6 deteride. The fact remains government regulations based in ignorance and cronyism cronyism have crippled many scientific solutions to our current energy disaster. What is cronyism? Cronyism? Well, that's like we've been talking about. So it's like... uh, you know, the the big dog, the big bad dog. Cronyism is the appointment of friends and associates to positions of authority without proper regard to their qualifications. Exactly. Oh, that is crony, bro. Yeah, there what you a go. Crony, dude. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> douchebags. When, uh-huh. when douchebags run the world, we end up with the world we have. Yeah. So we're living in a in a douchebaggery, um, cronyistic society. Yeah, matrix environment yeah so there you go so stop stop giving energy to the douchebags and the cronies just know the douchebags works so um kind of back to the beginning where we started here Mm -hmm. you brought up bob and that's that 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 surprised me because i knew of stan meyer Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stan Meyer, another another great one. But do we have his technology? You know, he, we we know it worked, but we don't know exactly what it is that was working. Whereas Bob Lazar was able to demonstrate a very simple uh, thing, and it works. But we don't, you know, but we're not allowed to go to the you know the hardware store and buy it. Yeah, that was interesting. After 
showing his engine, giving details to how it worked inside and out. He also had some information about how you, you can't get this stuff. Yeah, so it, it's all, it was deep-sixed, you know, like all of Tesla's technology. Um, you know, most of it, you know, 99.9% .9 of it, we don't know what it was or how it worked. Um, we do have certain components that we all use every day, but, you know. You're, talk, you're talking about Nikolai Tesla. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're just, yeah, we're all playing pin the tail on the donkey in the dark. And uh, it's not necessary, but it is necessary to keep us where we're at, you know, dumb, stupid, and, and uh, relying on, on, on psychopaths and douchebags for our existence. Okay, rewind a second. Stanley Meyer. Mm -hmm. You go to Wikipedia, this is what it says. Oh, okay, well, Wikipedia, well, all you know is that's a, that's, a, that's a class operation there. Oh, I know. They were bought out years ago. Jimmy from Bright Insight, who we mentioned earlier in this show, talks extensively about that. Yeah. But it's a reasonable source for information. It's not the best. It's not always reliable. It might be controlled, but let's say it is they're still showing us stuff like this. The water fuel cell. Purportedly. Purported. Split water into its component elements, hydrogen and oxygen. That's right. Created by American Stanley Meyer. Meyer claimed that an automobile retrofitted with this device could use water as fuel instead of gasoline. Meyer's claims about his water fuel cell in the car that it powered were found to be fraudulent by an Ohio court in 1996. Okay, so that maybe if we're going to the there, dark, there if we're go. going to the dark places. See, it, it doesn't work, dude. Sure. He, he did it, but somehow it, he didn't do it. Right. But they killed him for it regardless. That's true. Huh. He so, is dead. He's mysteriously. Dead. Oh, and his and his devices were all, you know, taken away and, and uh, nobody has a working model of, of his stuff. Well, if you go into YouTube, well, somebody has it. it, and I've done this. If you go down the YouTube rabbit hole of Stanley Meyer, you mm -hmm. will see a number of people, whether it's misinformation or looked over information, like maybe it's real. I have no idea, but there are reports that this engine has been recreated all around the world, that his brother actually leaked the information somehow to someone else and that it's continued in one form or another. Is he still alive? His brother. Huh? Yeah, let me see. Well, he won't be much longer after we talk about this. I don't think anyone's <laughs> listening. <laughs> so we're safe. We're that, safe. Yeah, that's the best For now. Be. For now. Yeah. Uh, Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Stanley Meyer, Stefan Meyer. Uh, yeah, he's a brother. So he's still alive. All right. Well, they're good. twins. Well, oh, okay. Well, And the, the rumor is... And I have no clue if this is real and there's no way to even show that, you know, but if you go to YouTube and you look up Stanley Meyer and his brother, Stefan Meyer, uh, one at a time, both together, just go down that rabbit hole where you just type in information in, rearranging the words, looking for a video you haven't seen. Maybe the one that doesn't have the most views that's been missed. You'll see some pretty interesting things. I mean, look, we got Stanley Meyer's autopsy report. We got the missing secrets from chemistry, 1989, the Stan Stanley Meyer meeting. 
uh, the key to Stanley Meyer's water car. And this is a rabbit hole that I fell down so deeply that I started like handwriting notes, Dan, mm -hmm. just because I thought if all computers fail, I'll still have these note cards. You got to have notes, man. bro. I got, got them in the drawer over there. You got to have <laughs> notes, man. I don't understand it, but if it all goes down, I'm going to be showing you guys these little note cards with these little, you know, chicken scratch writings. And if you guys can put it together, we might have an sure. alternative energy. All right. Well, or, or we, or we, you know, go, go kidnap Bob Lazar and, and, uh, and Stefan Meyer and, and Stefan Meyer and make him, you know, part of the whole collective there or something. You know? Or we build an underground base so badass, so yeah. broad, uh -huh. so BDE that we can invite everyone we know in guys and girls alike. Well, you got to have the girls, you know, you know. otherwise we're not going to survive. No, no. I mean, it's just like, yeah, you got the whole point is to survive and, and reproduce and, and continue this process on, which takes us to the the other part of the equations which is you know not only have the energy but then you have to have the structure you know and you have to have you know the be able to to produce food and you have to have the labs to uh, keep manufacturing chemistry and and um, all the sciences you have to have all the sciences basically it's it's a space station on the planet and everyone has to perform their own project paperclip and that we all get the best that we can to yeah. go with us underground so well, we can survive the, the manhattan project okay manhattan project yeah paperclip is a different thing but well paperclip what yeah. we did was we you know the best we got all of the, the best we got all the best of the we best we broke them all up into the different nations yeah. and we all furthered ourselves in science and technology and well we basically space travel and we basically built on the, the military industrial complex with those guys. Yeah. And maybe the Nazis won. Well, the, yeah, according to certain other, other folks out there, yes, the Nazis did actually win. So, and that's a separate podcast. And entirely. that's a separate podcast. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that'll be this, this might, it, I'm not promising, but it, it could be a good next one because when we're talking about free energy and alternative energy, Nick cook comes up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nick cook. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you definitely need to read that one. It's the search for zero point or the hunt for zero point. That's an excellent little, little paperback. You got to get a hold of that. Um, that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. So, yeah. so all you kitties out there, you know, go and get onto your Amazon accounts and, uh, get yourself a copy of the hunt for zero point. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it fully technology could be harnessed to create ufos that the nazis then used mm -hmm. to silently win the war or in wow what tt townsend and um, exactly bro and otis Carr. yeah yeah so and uh what was it the the crazy guy with all the electronics in his house the hutchinson effect oh hutchinson on youtube nowadays all right, so we're gonna we're gonna hang we're gonna go visit John at his his residence there it looks like and uh, and watch shit fly around the room. Yeah, that is what he's known for. Uh huh. Yeah, the Hutchinson effect. He was levitating things with speakers, and he was also melting metal. Apparently, he was exposing different metals, different devices, mm -hmm. uh, bowling balls, for instance, mm -hmm. ice cream, water, like cups, wrenches, wooden bowls. 
And he was able to, with speakers and magnets, expose them to some sort of... uh, Something. The Hutchinson effect. Right. (laughs) It's... and, and I think of tuning forks, you yeah. know what I mean? Okay, because, well, it's all frequency, right? Right. Isn't it all frequency? Absolutely. Everything is. Nothing is solid. We're all just different frequencies. Mm-hmm. And when you have these old, high-powered, high-fidelity speakers and magnets, and you're cranking up their voltage, you're going through these different harmonics of frequency, and eventually you find a resonant frequency where either the the metal shakes or the wood shakes or the table shakes or the water vibrates like that scene in jurassic park when the dinosaur is stepping mm-hmm. and it's resonating through the cup of water and as you play that bass over and over again or that treble or whatever that frequency whatever that harmonic is suddenly he was able to melt levitate and divide metals plastics woods all sorts of objects on camera and we will discuss this further in our next episode but for now i'm going to suggest you check out kev black bear news yeah get back to kev kev is uh he's 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 a good guy you know give him your attention give him your eyes your ears you know your conscience give him a chance man give him a chance yeah because i'm better off realizing that this threat of a strange climate we can't control exists and be it our own uh, fault through industry or whether it's an asteroid hitting, you know, mm-hmm. randomly. Mm-hmm. And he's a decent musician. He's got some really, really cool tunes. So, you know, throw on some of his tunes and uh, yeah. Check out Black Bear News. Check out Black Bear News. Thanks for listening. See you next time.